The week kicks off with a quick OPEC-led oil rally, which saw a quick response from the oil bears, though. Equities rallied on Friday as well on mixed U.S. jobs data, but the end of the U.S. debt ceiling crisis well, will dampen the market liquidity in just a few weeks from now, and that could actually weigh on stock prices moving forward. So welcome to the new week of trading with Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So the new trading week kicked off with a decent jump in crude oil prices after Saudi announced that it will cut its oil production by another 1 million barrel per day starting from the month of July, pulling its production to the lowest level since years obviously to halt the downside pressure in oil prices. The United Arab Emirates will have greater quotas on the other hand, but that will come from lower quotas for African countries, which repeatedly fell below their production quotas anyway, but who are of course not happy at all to see their upper production limit lessened. But all in all, obviously, the Saudi Arabia will continue doing the heavy, heavy lifting of production cuts among the OPEC countries, hoping that their efforts will finally reverse the falling price trend in the crude oil markets and hopefully boost prices for a while. But the gifts that OPEC is doing to some members in expense of others actually hint that, well, we could see further cracks within the cartel in the next couple of months. And well, that's obviously not a winning setup for OPEC nor the oil prices. So U.S. crude gapped 3.5% higher at Monday's open, while Brent crude traded past the $78 per barrel level this morning. But the oil rally remained quite short-lived, below the peak that was actually reached after the Saudi prince bin Salman had told oil bears to watch out a couple of weeks ago, remember? So oil bears, decidedly daring, simply rushed in to sell the rally that was triggered by the Saudis and OPEC's decision to cut production as expected and most of the gains are just gone even before Europeans woke up to tell you how little hesitation there is right now in the market among oil traders that the latest OPEC decision to cut production shouldn't give oil a sustained positive push. So the short-term price risk obviously remain tilted to the upside as the OPEC meeting continues today, but any price rally that we might see in oil prices actually continues to be seen as interesting top selling opportunities by oil traders out there as well, we know that the Chinese post-COVID economic reopening well, doesn't gather the momentum, the pace that investors hope for, uh, while the above target inflation globally and the tight monetary policies across the board will threaten the global growth further in the coming months. So any further price rally that we might see will likely hit resistance at 50 to 100 day moving average range in the US crude between 74.90 to 75 and a half dollar range and the 200 day moving average will likely act as an ultimate stop to any rally and that's around 78.90 dollar per barrel level. So that's all for oil 
right now. Elsewhere, Asian equities were mostly in the green this Monday to catch up with the U.S. session rally in equities following Friday's well, jobs data. The U.S. economy actually beat expectations for the 14th straight month and printed another well, kind of a blowout NFP data last Friday. So the U.S. economy added 339,000 new non-farm jobs in May. So that's far above the 180,000 expected by analysts. But that would have been well bad news for the Federal Reserve if the wages growth hadn't eased, uh, though quite slightly, and if the unemployment rate hadn't jumped to 3.7% from 3.4% printed a month earlier. As a result, investors just wanted to see the glass half full, betting that the Federal Reserve will actually likely pose hiking the interest rates in June. So the probability of a no rate hike in the FOMC's June meeting rose to 75%, but activity on Fed funds futures still pricing more than 50% chance for a July action from the Fed if inflation remains sticky and if economic data remains strong enough. So the idea of a June hop or a June skip from the Fed keeps the short end of the US yield curve tilted to the upside. The US two-year yield jumped past 4.5% on Friday after the solid NFP read and stabilizes above that level this morning. The US dollar, on the other hand, remains well bet against most majors in the market as the euro dollar is offered into the 107 level this morning and the dollar yen easily finds buyers below the 140 psychological level as the spread between the US Japan 10 year bonds remains favorable for buying the pair at the moment the US dollar remains under pressure though against the Canadian dollar why because the Canadian dollar is boosted by the OPEC field oil prices right now and that's leads to some inflows into the loonie, while the Aussie dollar spikes higher on Friday's trading session, boosted by a rally that we saw in iron ore futures and defying a broadly bid US dollar. Now, the Reserve Bank of Australia and Bank of Canada will deliver their next policy decisions this week, and both are expected to keep their interest rates steady and unchanged at the current level at this week's monetary policy meetings, but swap contracts showed a better chance for an interest rate hike in Australia on Friday than oppose a surprise rate hike from, well, the RBA should give a further boost, a further strength to the Aussie dollar, obviously, but the deteriorating macroeconomic environment across the globe, the slowing China or the China is not gathering enough momentum post-COVID and falling raw material prices would normally be expected to soften the Reserve Bank of Australia's hand. And if that's the case, well, we shall see the Aussie dollar actually remain under pressure for some more time against the US dollar, which actually sees the Federal Reserve expectations kind of strong enough. Now, in equity markets, the rising yields haven't yet translated into the selling pressure in equity markets. The S&P 500 rallied 1.45% on Friday's trading session and is now approaching the last summer peak as US debt ceiling agreement gave a certain relief to investors and the strong jobs data hinted that the US is still far from the recession levels. Now, the problem is, as I have been repeating over the past weeks, while the U.S. Treasury will issue a ton of new bonds from now to refill the Treasury's general account, which got well, almost 
empty during the last debt ceiling crisis in the US and that will hit the market liquidity along with the Federal Reserve which is also trying to pull liquidity away from the market under its quantitative tightening program. So the market liquidity will be draining from now on and JP Morgan actually thinks that the liquidity drain that we might see in the next couple of weeks will cost stocks and bonds a combined 5% while Citigroup forecasts a 5.4% drop in the S&P 500 over the next two months due to the same liquidity drain. Now lower liquidity and the rising yields should normally have a negative impact on the interest rate sensitive technology stocks as well which obviously outperformed the rest of the market so far this year and that's thanks to the AI inflows but from now on we could actually see some profit taking in this segment of the market as well in the uh, next coming weeks in case of a broad-based sell-off in the equity markets. The forward P ratio of the technology stocks in the S&P 500 has indeed greatly greatly diverged from the rest of the S&P 500 index since the start of this year again thanks to the AI rally but this being said the forward P ratio went much much wilder and much much higher than today's levels back in the 2000s internet bubble. So the fact that there is now this divergence between the technology stocks and the rest of the market's P ratios hints that there should be a correction at some point down the road but unfortunately that doesn't give us any any hint on when we could expect the correction to happen so for now we are still in the middle of the AI euphoria so I will stay cautious and not call the end of the technology really just yet I will just say that a lower market liquidity could still lead to some profit taking and obviously some downside correction in the valuation of this segment this technology segment as well especially given that many many fancy names out there like Nvidia for example are now clearly clearly in the overbought territory so this is all for today. I'm Ipek Özkardeşke and thank you for joining me this Monday. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our youtube channel for daily market comments i will meet you again tomorrow and until then good day trading